Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, no one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. Yo, 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 yo. We're heading up the gangplank and going down below. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of Below Deck Sailing here on Gangplank Report. We're on episode two, and they called it age-old problems. We've decided to call it Oshit. And here is Jen for your rapid recap. Well, primary McCordia finally went to bed at Gabby's suggestion, and he actually apologized the next day. So two points for self-awareness. Kelsey thinks she got locked in the lies, but all she had to do was push on the lid. Captain Glenn likes her, but definitely thinks she's a bit weird. Ashley doesn't like taking instruction or advice from Gabby. She's still stewing over being third. The beach picnic setup is anything but luxe. The artificial flowers are cheap and tacky, but the guests appreciate the effort and love the food that Marcos made. Marco shares with Colin that he hasn't been able to go back to Venezuela for 20 years because he's a political refugee. Some of his friends were actually killed before they could escape. Healing without warning seems like a nightmare. Good thing Marcos has quick hands and he was, as our friend Santiva pointed out, quick to save that KitchenAid mixer. The hip hop party was a hit. Having Tom in boxer briefs was gross, but Glenn in hammer pants was everything. The guests depart with high praise for the service and for Marcos. They leave a $17,600 tip, which comes out to $19.55 per person, which I thought was pretty good for a two-day charter. Before the night out, Ashley looks like a total bunny boiler as she watches Daisy and Gary talk. And despite Ashley's attempts with Gary, she goes to bed solo. And that's a rapid recap. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I have lots of thoughts about a lot of little things that happened on this episode. Okay. The least of which is not Marco's entire backstory. I thought that was nuts. I mean, you hear about things like that, but you never really know anybody. At least I've never known anybody that something like that happens to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that only further endeared me to him. Me too. My heart was broken listening to the story about how much he missed his mom And I even tweeted last night that hearing stories like that is a huge reminder to us, especially in the States, of how 
blessed and easy we have it. Most of us are never going to have to worry about being a political refugee and having somebody seriously come after our life or our friends' lives. It was very moving. Despite everything he's gone through, he's such a positive person. I can't say enough about him. I agree with all of that. I'm excited to see what he does with the rest of the season. Yeah. Moving on from that, I was, and I said it last week and I'll say it again this week, super impressed with how Gabby handled herself. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy situation when you are the subject of attention, like what she received from the primary guest that we all thought was really gross last week. Anyway, like you said in the recap, glad he took responsibility for that and acknowledged it. She seemed to appreciate that too. She didn't seem too fussed by it, more annoyed than anything else. But on the spectrum of sexual harassment that happened on this episode, I have to say, unfortunately, that his comments towards her were not the most egregious thing that we saw. Right. And I was really horrified by what they made Tom do. Yeah. I would just like to pose this in such a way to say that if they had asked any of the women on that crew to do that, the show would have been shut down and the corporate headquarters for Bravo would have burned to the ground. Right. There's absolutely, utterly no way, male or female, that any of that should have happened. For him to come out shirtless, maybe in some kind of pajama pants, Mm -hmm. I could maybe see something like that. Yeah. But going to the level of, and I don't know if it's just because he's an exhibitionist or because he's really that hungry for the No, that's what Ashley told him that they requested. And Ashley was actually the one who suggested it. When McCordia asked her if Tom could come out, she said, well, how do you want him to come out shirtless? So she put that out first and he was like, well, he could be naked for all I care. And she said, well, we'll have him in his boxers. And she went downstairs and told them that that's what the guests wanted, even though that's what she suggested. Yeah, that was just terrible. I think he was taking one for the team. I don't see him as wanting to do that because he even had that confessional where he said, look, I'm no Zac Efron. We have a little padding up in the north of England so we can stay warm. So I don't think he was thrilled about it, which made me even more uncomfortable about it. It was like going back to Josiah and the gold speedo. Yeah. And it's not even like it stopped there Mm -hmm. is the bigger problem for me to have a charter guest lick your nipples. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I can't. Yeah. Well, that was his idea. He said something about icing on the nipples kind of, and Gary was the one to lick off the one and then McCordia licked off the other. I don't care. It shouldn't have happened. I agree. I was grossed out. And that's why I said in the recap that that whole part was gross to me. I'm over that kind of stuff. I don't think it should go either way. I don't think it should happen with the women. We were upset with how McCordia was talking to Gabby. And I don't think that the men should be exploited either. Just like last year on med was Z having to do the strip tease and everything. Somebody should just put a stop to that kind of stuff. Agreed. Yeah. I was horrified and disappointed. I mean, maybe Tom thought he was taking one for the team to make up for his foibles previous to the charter, but at the same time, there's a limit, right? It's got to stop somewhere. I thought the girls did the best that they could with the beach party. Oh my gosh. Those flowers were heinous, dude. 
Oh, it was bad. <laughs> it was so bad. And I tweeted that they need a Michaels in Spain because those were legit dollar store flowers. I mean, there are some really pretty artificial arrangements out there that you don't know are artificial. These were the tackiest, cheesiest flowers, and it did not look luxe at all. But the people didn't seem to care. And maybe that's something you can gauge, and you would know this better, that some people care about the extra things like that and want everything to be very posh. And other people are just about the experience and the food, which is what these guests seem to be about. They were definitely about the food. Yeah. For real, when they came back from that picnic and wanted more and Marcos, he was so good. He was like, I will never say no. I'm not happy about it, but I'm going to make it happen. And then he whips up freaking duck canapes. He's really an above and beyond kind of worker. And I enjoy him a lot. Same. I very definitely appreciate that. And especially from a professional perspective, I've been in situations like that, that it just sucks. And you're Mm -hmm. just like, really, did we not do enough for you already? But (laughs) again, that's the job. Yeah. So as long as you're able to roll with the punches like that, and he very clearly is kudos to him. Yeah. Because it's annoying. Let's get to the healing part, the oh sheet of the show. Yes. That is insane to me. And I made a suggestion, and I've said this a couple times in the past during sailing season, that I think that they should invest in magnetic tabletops and magnetic dishware so they don't slide all over. That wasn't going to help in the situation with that little card table they were all eating at that fell over when McCordia fell over. But that looks insane to me. And I understood in the moment why Daisy was just like, why can't you give me a heads up? But in the reverse, she never said they had just come back from a picnic. Maybe they didn't know that the guests were going to be eating again. You know what I mean? Right. And that's valid. I feel like there's a couple different ways to look at that for Mm -hmm. somebody to pick up a radio and just say, hey, be prepared that it might get a little bit bumpy here because that's all I ask for. And generally the girls who are on service on boats with me ask for is like, hey, if we think when we leave, it's going to be a little bit bumpy, just give us a heads up so we can be prepared. Right. Because that does impact the guest experience. And ultimately the biggest goal is to make sure that they have the best experience. Mm -hmm. So if you're not giving your team the heads up, like, Hey, this could get a little bit bumpy or rocky, or we could heal quite a bit here. Just be prepared for that. Then it looks like you're not a cohesive team. And that's the more annoying part of that. And that's where I thought Daisy was coming from. Right. And that was actually the most flippant I've ever seen. Captain Glenn was when he said, stuff happens. I'm going to (laughs) sail. I was going to like, okay. (laughs) You know, so we know where his priority is, but I did feel for Marcos. He's trying to make this birthday cake and his whole kitchen's flying around him. But yeah, that's a little crazy. A little bit, a little bit. So this crew night out Mm -hmm. there was a couple of things that were going on with that and you did mention in the recap the bunny boiling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm really not a fan of ashley at this point in time for a couple of different reasons some of the things that she said about i don't understand why he wouldn't go for me i'm so hot Mm -hmm. that encouraged But then again, you have the choice to be like, nah, that's not something I would say. How much is she playing along with what production is asking her to say for those sound bites? And how much of that is 
really what she thinks about herself. Well, are you ready for a tidbit? Yes. I was talking to Will, who was our super fan last week. And if y'all haven't listened to that, go back and listen. He's a great guy. He watched Ashley on Watch What Happens Live. And she happens to be friends with Bobby Giancola. And he gave her a few tips for being on the season. So I think that might be our answer. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Bobby. Bobby's a yeah. good dude. He's always been great to me. He's a good guy, but he knows how the game is played. So he can tell her, if you want camera time, do this, this, and this. Right. Make sure you're invested in some kind of a love triangle, mm-hmm. quadrilang, whatever it is. Yeah. People are calling her Sydney 2.0, really. Uh. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She seems like a little bit of a predator. And then her comments about Gabby. I mean, look, if Daisy thought that Gabby was astute enough to take on the role of second stew, then it's on her to just kind of take a backseat to that instead of treat everything like it's a competition. Right. And I think that's going to get old real fast. Yeah, real fast. And a question to you, in that situation, she seems to be playing down that there's really no difference between second stew and third stew. And that it's obsolete at this point is how she put it in the previews for next week. Is that an accurate assessment or not? I mean, there's very obviously a differentiation between a chief stew and her subordinates, but on this level, I mean, if Daisy is tasking Gabby with you are controlling turnups, turndowns, all that kind of stuff, that's all you make sure that the two of you down there do what you're supposed to do. And Gabby notices things that aren't being done cohesively Mm -hmm. then it's on her to point it out because daisy's going to come back to who gabby exactly not come back to ashley and say hey you didn't do this correctly she's gonna be like gabby why wasn't this done correctly and gabby's gonna have to answer for that so yes there is a distinction because there is a chain of command okay because when the hospital corners thing came up and ashley's flippant attitude was there are tons of ways to do hospital corners but on a luxury yacht I would think that consistency and like you said cohesiveness you want it all to look the same correct every time I think that's all that she was trying to get out of it and I think the chip on Ashley's shoulder is overlooking that she's taking it as criticism not as hey this is the most visually appealing way to do it so let's do it like this so all of them look the same and it seems like just kind of a communication error but one that I don't think Gabby's even aware that Ashley's taking it like that necessarily yet right and two it seems like it came out a little bit in their crew night out when Mm -hmm. Ashley was talking to Colin and he said how's that going and she's like well it's fine for right now but I think in a couple weeks it'll really turn into an issue is kind of what she insinuated right I think she's already gearing up for that yeah and that goes back to the having an in with what the show wants to me that's a little more contrived and I said last night and I said last week on the podcast that I'm trying to give everybody a couple weeks last night I tweeted I'm still trying to do that but she's making it very difficult for me and I called her Ashlitude 
because it's all attitude all the time. She just really thinks her stuff doesn't stink and it's frustrating to watch. And I've seen altering opinions on that. Our friend Reality said that she makes for good reality TV, which drama does. So it's one of those things, just what's your preference in reality TV? Right. Do you want the chaos and the drama? Do you want somebody starting stuff over petty things or not? And you just have to pick your lane, which one you're in. Right now, I am not in Ashley's lane. She just seems very full of herself and very, I don't know, not a team player. She really wants the gold star every single time. Yeah. This is going to be trying on my nerves. I can already tell. Yeah. Agreed. We are in the same boat on that. But the guests overall, once McCordy apologized, I liked them. I thought they had great energy. They were very appreciative of Captain Glenn participating in the hip hop pajama party. I loved him in the hammer pants. They left a decent tip, I thought, for a two-night charter. That's a pretty good tip for a two-night. Yeah, I think so, too. I'd take it. I'd love to have them back rather than what we're seeing coming back. So I have questions for you Mm because I know that you have the best brain for this kind of retention. I know we've seen her before. Mm -hmm. Apparently she was on this boat last season, but I don't remember which guests they were. I just remembered her face. Her name is Erica Rose. She is what I would call a fame chaser. She has been on this before. She was on The Bachelor before. She was on Bachelor Pad. She was on a show on VH1 called You're Cut Off. So, yeah. Can't we cut her off from below deck? I would love that. (laughs) I would love that. But yeah, she's very snotty. Her friends were very snotty. I'm not looking forward to this at all. And as we Was this the group of women that argued nonstop or was that a different group? I think it might have been them. She was very princessy. I just, I can't with her. I try and block her out of my brain as much as I can. Seems like Daisy was trying to do the same thing. Yeah, she's just a lot. And it looks like her friends are going to be a lot. And I hate it when people come out with, uh, I've had better food at a ballpark. We've seen the plates that Marcos has made. To me, this is going to be rich people just showing off how rich and posh they are. Right. Chicken is for poor people, right? Right. I'm used to seeing that on Below Deck and Below Deck Med. I've learned to adjust to it. I'm not a fan of it on sailing. Sailing seems to be a more chill vibe and I prefer that. I unfortunately do not believe that that's what we will receive next week. I know. <laughs> so, so sad, but let's get them out of the way early in the season and hopefully move on to bigger and better guests because <laughs> well, I'm not I, sure that they're going to be bigger than her lips, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> or her ego, but True. yeah, we shall see. It looks like we've got Gabby starting to pick up on what Ashley's doing behind the scenes to undermine her. So I'm interested to see where that goes. Other than that, I'm just very pumped for the season. With or without Erica Rose, I am pumped to see the rest of the season. Well, and it's always interesting to see the crew and how they react to adversity, like guests like this, you know, to see how they do or don't work 
well under pressure. Yeah, that's a good point. So, I mean, regardless of whether she's a pain in the butt or not, I think it'll Mm -hmm. still be interesting to see how the crew reacts and responds. Yeah. Hopefully they stay together. I like them as a group. They seem to be fun minus Ash Latude. But other than that, (laughs) there's always got to be one. There's always got to be one. There's got to be somebody who's the lightning rod for my disdain. (laughs) True that. You can't like everybody all the time. You just can't do it. True. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Gangplank Report. Before we end the episode, Adrian is on Cameo, for those of you who didn't know. And Adrian, do you want to share what you're doing right now? Yep. Because of everything that's going on in Ukraine right now, I have partnered with Cameo and they have launched a special right now for Choose Love that is a nonprofit that's sending money and supplies over to Ukraine. So between now and the middle of March, all of the proceeds from all the Cameos that I do are being donated directly to that cause and that's being sent to refugees and survivors in Ukraine. So please, if you're able to help out, I'm happy to help out as well. Hit me up on Cameo. I'll send you guys a personalized message. And then again, all of those proceeds are going directly to Ukraine. So you're amazing. Thank you for doing that. We have an awesome super fan interview for you tomorrow. And it's a twofer. So super excited about that. Check that out. And please rate, review, and subscribe and tell your friends about Gangplank Report. Thanks for joining us, guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.